The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where this week, as every week, working hard to bring you the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And because you are... In the process, I'm betting, of starting to think about your uh, 2024 real estate investing goals. And because that's what he, that's what uh, we all do, right? Like, this is the time of the year where we set goals, set resolutions, and so on. And yet, at the same time, you're dreading that a bit because you're thinking, "Ah, here we go again. I do that every year. And, it never quite works out the, that I reach my goals by the end of the year. We're going to talk about a bigger picture, maybe, of how to reach those goals. Uh, while we're, we're having a little bit of phone issue here in the studio, and my guest is joining us by phone, so while we work that out, um, I've got a quick announcement that I hope will make you all happy. Um, so... I started a new Facebook group about three weeks ago called uh, Summit Real Estate Entrepreneurs, Investors Helping Investors, and uh, made some rules about you can't pitch here, you can't offer education, you can't put your deals up here, you can't offer money, it's only for like asking questions and giving help to other people, and that took off in a really big way, like nearly 800 members in three weeks, and somehow that evolved into... Let's have a monthly meeting where we will just, I don't know, help each other on various topics. And so that evolved into a monthly meeting that is uh, scheduled to be on Zoom on the fourth Wednesday uh, of every month. And again, it's just people helping people No. There's not going to be courses, panel discussions, sage from the sa- sage from the stage, anything like that. And, um, I know a lot of people aren't on Facebook, so you wouldn't be getting the, uh, information about those meetings unless I sent it to you if you're not on Facebook. So long story short, if you're interested in getting registration link for the help night meeting, that's going to happen once a month on different topics, like the first month is going to be getting started. Second month's going to be raising private money third once going to, and it's not going to be me teaching it. It's going to be a whole bunch of people helping each other. Uh, send me an email, askvina at gmail.com. Just put 
send me the registration link for the meeting in it and I will pop that back to you. It's uh, it's all very exciting that there's so many real estate investors around the country willing to openly share and help each other. It gives me a nice warm feeling inside. Uh, I believe we have finally connected with our with our guests so uh, we can move on with the show. Yay! Um, so Yay. my guest today, I know, I don't know what's I mean, how how does one even get a busy signal anymore calling a phone? I think there's some kind of network issue going on here. Um, my guest today is Tim Schofield. Tim has been uh, a guest here on Real Life Real Estate before in the past. He is a longtime uh, success and business and personal coach. He's also a serial entrepreneur and uh, now also vice president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati. And we're not going to talk today about another, quote, system for setting goals. We're not going to talk about how you might want to cut out pictures of your goals and put them on a vision board. Not that there's anything (laughs) wrong with those things. It's just that, come on, we all have learned that goals are fun to set and then maybe frustrating because setting them does not in fact, make them happen. So, Tim, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Well, Venus, thanks so much. And I apologize if the busy signal was on my end. We're good to go now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's got to be a network problem. Like, no one, like, there's no such thing as a busy signal <laughs> anymore in the in the world unless there's some kind of network issue. But, um, no, glad, glad that we uh, got this together and, you know, live radio, right? If this was a podcast, no one would ever know this had happened because we just edited it all out <laughs> at, the, at the beginning. Got it. Um, Love live radio. That's right. That's right. So you have a lot of time spent with a lot of different people, uh, coaching them toward some sort of goal and goal or goals in their personal life or their business life. And I'm betting that you have heard lots of, let's call them reasons, let's not call them excuses because that's judgmental, uh, that people have said, you know, this is why I didn't stay with it. This is why I didn't achieve it. Is there a most common reason? You know, I believe there is. And, uh, boy, I, have, I appreciate that differentiation between reasons and excuses. But I have heard Brian Tracy say more than once, there are a thousand excuses, there are no reasons. Um, and that can be a little bit harsh. However, um, for the most part, it is not harsh. Um, and Vina, uh, my guess is my answer is going to be pretty common and consistent with what you've seen and heard. And what I hear a lot is, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't follow through. I don't know. Um, and I don't know is, a, uh, you know, that's a, that's an excuse for I didn't think deeply enough. Uh, and, and I don't want to sound judgmental or harsh, uh, but generally when I work with people, they want to hear what I see and feel. Uh, mm-hmm. The, that other idea of, uh, you know, I didn't have the right system or maybe I, it was too much detail and I just got lost in the weeds or not enough detail. Uh, we, 
there's a phrase that I've heard used, and it really resonates with me. It's called plausible excuse. The reason it's plausible is that there is a shred or a component of truth built into the excuse. Uh, for example, a simple example, if I'm late to a meeting and I say to you, the reason I'm late is traffic was bad. Yes, traffic was bad. The reason I'm late is I didn't give myself enough time to get there. That's a simple example of a plausible excuse. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, it's a very popular thing right now, and I am guilty of searching for a better way of setting goals. <laughs> right i've i've been yeah. on i've been online going what's the best way to keep my goals in front of me and achieve them and uh, you know sometimes the system itself becomes fascinating like i love the idea of vision boards i'm not creative like that but that just you know it tickles me to think i could have like a visual of all my goals and i and i actually know people who do that and they're like oh yeah i look at that every minute of every day and it drives me and that that's kind of a fascination with the system, you know, or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, people at this time of year, people start putting ads on Facebook about we've got the uh, calendar <laughs> that will make sure that you achieve. <laughs> yeah, you've seen them um, that make sure you achieve all your goal. And, and, you know, I, there's a, there's a part of me that really loves the idea of like having that planner and writing down all my goals every week and having the monthly section and all that sort of stuff. But it's clearly not about the system at all. There's not. There's probably if you, if you're having trouble as, uh, setting or achieving goals, it's probably not that you need a diff, you need to go pay for a different planner or software or something like that. It's probably something way deeper than that. And that is what I'm hoping to put some focus on today because I think people get people get frustrated for the wrong reasons, and they end up saying, "Well, goal setting doesn't work." Because, you know, I can prove yeah. it. It's never worked for me. So when we get back from the break, we're going to get your take on what these what these deeper things are that people need to maybe take a step back from the whole idea of goal setting. Don't do that yet. And instead, see if any of these other things might be true. Listeners, we are very willing to take your calls or emails today, whether you want to maybe just, I don't know, tell the world what your goal is, talk, uh, ask about uh, specific issues you're having around like the whole goal setting, visioning process, etc. Uh, you can give us a call at 877-772-9658. Again, that's 87. Are they going to be able to call in on that number, Mike? I don't know. Well, Dave's us somebody, somebody call, somebody call that number and try it because the, the issue is the way we worked out the problem with Tim was he called in and that may be actually taking up the phone lines so the phone line line, apparently there's two numbers but only one phone line you would have to call him on phone two back on phone two to free up the other six lines to be able to take a call you cannot take any calls well we're really peeling back the curtain here today (laughs) Uh, so for right now let's uh let's say send it via email to askvina at gmail.com Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and 
We're just having a good old time. I, I remember back in the days where that interchange would have literally made me sick to my stomach because I would have been like, this is supposed to be perfect and I'm messing this up somehow and people are going to hear and I'm like, whatever. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, with my, my giant bottle of um, Pepto-Bismol next to me and <laughs> you're laughing, but that's that's true and Mike remembers it. That's, <laughs> that's how long. That's well, Vina, I'm guessing that it's, it's me and not you, so there you go. Have that one as well. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not even worried about it. I'm like, you know, <laughs> so so now listeners know what really happens here. Because <laughs> I don't know. I think Good they I, I think they picture radio stations like radio stations are in movies and on TV. And I don't know if those radio stations actually exist. Maybe maybe like in New York City in a super high wattage, high budget you know, commercial station, but around here, it's like four people t- t- working together to try and pull it all together. And I'm not one of them. I just sit here behind the microphone and, and watch what's going on. So yay to all the people who work here at the station, because they almost always find a way to pull it off. Um, yes. Thank you to all them. So, uh, Tim, um, yes, ma'am. big, big stuff. Like, like, if if I am one of those people who is either they've just you know I've just given up on goal setting I've heard that I don't set goals anymore because they're useless, or who has that love hate relationship with I love being I love the process of setting the goals because they like inspire me I'm you know I go oh yeah next year <gasps> imagine how great it would be if I did this and yes right now from the perspective of it's Christmas time and not the end of next year I can really see myself doing that but at the same time they feel that feeling of i don't know almost almost pre-dread like i know i'm going to get to the end of the year and i'm going to be saying the same thing again is there a better place to start is there a better place is there a better thing to look at or for within ourselves before we sit down and you know do the same thing over again that we've been doing for 40 years or whatever well we certainly hope so because if not that sounds pretty desperate um uh, Venus, several years ago, I read a book and the title was really, the title says the whole thing. I mean, you can read the book. It's not a big book, but the book was called If How To's Were Enough, We Would All Be Skinny, Rich, and Happy. <laughs> and I thought, boy, isn't that true? You know, if you go to Google and Google, uh, you know, books on uh, weight loss, there's a bazillion. Google books on rich, there's a bazillion, and happy, there's a bazillion. Used to be you didn't Google, you would go to the bookstore, and then they would have their own sections, but, you know, those days are pretty much gone by. And the reality is that is such a true statement. Uh, You know, you talked about the different goal-setting systems and calendars, and and someone can try them and go, well, uh, you know, I tried this and it didn't work, and I tried that and it didn't work. Uh, this might sound a little bit harsh, um, but I'm going to ask you to soften the edges a little bit. It, it probably isn't the system that didn't work. It was probably you. Mm-hmm. And that sounds a little harsh, and, and I want to soften it a little bit. Uh, and what I would like to do, the way I want to soften it is is ask uh, the listeners two questions. Uh, and if you're out in the listening world, I do encourage you to take 30 seconds and write the answer down. 
This is the first question I would like to ask you. What one thing could you do that you're not doing now that if you did on a regular basis would make a tremendous positive difference in your personal life? I'd like to repeat that one more time. What one thing could you do that you're not doing now that if you did on a regular basis would make a tremendous positive difference in your personal life. Uh, please take maybe 15 seconds and just write down a, a one to three, maybe four word answer. Mm-hmm. And, and that answer, uh, well, the, the second question is, is a follow on to the first question. Uh, I'm looking, and it looks like most of you have put your pens and pencils down so you're finished <laughs> writing. <laughs> the second question is, what one thing in your real estate investing life would bring similar results? And again, please take 15 seconds and write a one- to four-word answer. What one thing in your real estate investing life would bring similar results? Mm-hmm. So, so big positive difference. One thing I could do in my Absolutely. real estate that would make a tremendous positive difference in my life. Absolutely. Does that does that question make sense? To mm-hmm. You? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you you you've proven over the years to be pretty good at this. So there may not be a lot for you because you might be doing everything. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, may sure. I, May I ask? May I ask you to come up with a hypothetical answer for yourself? Okay, so I, I actually was doing what you said and wrote wrote down my answers. Uh, okay. The personal one is go to the gym five times a week, like every week, not some weeks. <laughs> the answer to the real estate question was I'm actually. Um, in the in the process of reformatting my acquisitions business and I haven't worked on it very hard. So mm-hmm. like like really sitting down and putting some and that's that's a big intense project, right? So yeah. you know, to actually committing to sitting down and spending quite a bit of time on that would make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and let's just the gym the gym might be one that many people have. So let's let me just ask very quickly uh, it, to the degree that you're comfortable answering the question, Bean, of course, uh, what are the benefits if you do that to you? Oh, gosh, I'd be stronger. I'd have less aches and pains. I'd like when I went on a hike, I'd be able to, you know, have more fun. When I went on vacation, I'd be able to walk around the cities longer. I'd probably live longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all kinds of benefits. Okay. Uh, And so for our listeners, I hope that you did write something down. And the reason I hope you write something down is uh, there are a lot of things that we say we know, but we don't do. And that idea of knowledge is not power. Uh, So being kind of back to your question, here's all the benefits, here's all these things. And and again, thanks for playing with us, by the way. Um, The question then becomes, if you see that, Boy, if, if you did this, here's all these benefits. Why don't you do it? Oh, here's where the list of excuses comes. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet they're plausible excuses, Bina. Like, right? 
Well, you know, I'm I'm a super busy person. I, I think I think that's like empirically provable. So, mm-hmm. you know, finding an hour to do that every day is very challenging sometimes. Also, I kind of hate working out. And also, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I am out of town fairly regularly. So when I'm out of town, it's hard to, you know, quote, find a gym and do the workout. And yeah, yeah you know, I've got yeah. I've got all kinds of excuses. <laughs> right. And they are plausible. All those things are true, aren't they? They are true. In, in fact, if I were in a particular mood, I could fight you about how true they were. I could, I could, I, I could, I could make an argument to you because I make it inside my own head all the time <laughs> that that would sound very rational. And you, you, if you were not a coach, uh, you might go, "Well, hey, you know, you're right. You don't, you can't do it." Mm-hmm. Isn't it fascinating how we as human beings want to defend our weaknesses <laughs> or defend a position that to some degree or another is really indefensible? Uh, boy, I know as a husband, that's always an uncomfortable feeling when I'm having a conversation with my wife and I end up uh, attempting to defend a position that when I really think about it, I go, this is really stupid. Why Why don't you just give up and go, you know, sweetheart, you're right. Uh, it's and this idea, and I appreciate your honesty, Dina, of, well, no, Tim, this is really true. And, and the question isn't, is it really true? The question is, are you understanding that you're trading one thing off for another? Uh, for example, uh, this idea of uh, I'm super busy, you know, my plate is full. That's a pretty common phrase. I think people can relate to that. Like, you know, my plate is full. Uh, and you can... You can prove it. You can empirically prove it. Uh, and, and I'm going to, I'll stay with the example of the plate. My plate is full. Well, on my plate, I've got a bunch of deep fried French fries with a bunch of added salt. I've got a double cheeseburger, uh, with extra cheese and it's on a white bun. Uh, and I've got a piece of pecan pie and I've got a Coke or some kind of soda sitting there. And I say to you, Dina, my plate is full. Uh, yes, that's that's a factually correct statement. Uh, a different question might be, is it full of healthy food or is it full of maybe less healthy food? And, I, of course, uh, I would say, well, boy, if you're going to push, maybe less healthy. And the point of this is, yes, your plate is full. What must come off of that plate in order to put something else on it. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we don't step back and ask, what do I need to say no to in order to say yes to potentially a different behavior, uh, a different time commitment? And that's getting back at that setting aside the calendar, the planner, the systems, everything else. And it's, Stepping back and looking into the mirror and asking a fundamental question, what must I do differently within myself to bring about different results? Uh, The the pretty common definition of insanity that we've heard, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Mm -hmm. Stepping back, looking in the mirror, and a couple things, Gene, I think 
The first is uh, to be able to give yourself credit for the things that you've done to get you where you're at. Uh, generally, it's we want to go down the road of, well, I didn't do this, and oh, I can't believe I did that. That was really silly, and, and we can get stuck in that idea of being very judgmental and very critical of ourselves. That brings about a very negative downward spiral, and that will reinforce why we wouldn't want to do something else. So the first thing is to step back and go, you know, I've done a lot of good things in my life. I've done this and this and this, and they served me well to this point. Moving forward, what different decisions might I make around how I show up and I'm going to that the phrase show up means moving forward towards my goals or towards the outcomes that I want. Mm-hmm. And so, that's where that's when you ask that question of let's set the system aside. What is it at a deeper level? And the deeper level is rather than trying to do something different, let's look inside and maybe uh, look at the operating system called me, M-E. And what tweaks do I need to make? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the <clears throat> one of the big disadvantages to um, doing a lot of work like this is that you get less and less able to fool yourself <laughs> about what what's really going on. Okay, um, and when you said, "Okay, fine, your plate is really full, and you can prove that empirically." My next thought was, yeah, and who filled the plate? <laughs> who, cho- who chose who chose what was on that plate and who's keeping it there? That's, you know, it, 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 years ago, my, my reaction would have been to just really defend that. Okay, Tim, fine. You find me a time in my schedule when I can go to the gym. Go ahead. Here it is. Mm-hmm. You find, you find me a time. And I would have felt very, you know, self-righteous about that and, uh, now I, I'm much more along the lines of, oh, you're right. It's my plate. <laughs> I can I can choose what is is or isn't on it. And then my brain goes, oh, but you know, like you you you've got all these commitments and you'd be letting people down. So not, another layer of excuse, right? Uh, really, is every single thing on my plate really crucial to somebody, including myself? Probably not. Being a- Uh, those are the questions that really get to the heart of of our conversation today Uh, to really look in the mirror there's a statement that says uh, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free now there's a lot of different layers to that statement but for us in the context of this conversation if I have the ability to be honest with myself and not try to defend my behaviors and not try to defend why there are French fries and cheeseburger on my plate, but to step back and say, um, you know, these are decisions that moving forward I want to make differently. That's where it all starts. It starts with this idea of what, what didn't work. As I mentioned, when we did the, that quick exercise about uh, your personal life and gym, it's like, why don't you do it? And and you had all these plausible excuses. 
to be able to step back and say, well, what, what can I take off or how do I rearrange this plate? And then another question is, well, why would I want to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? Well, uh, because I'm supposed to set goals in the beginning of the year. And because of, uh, because of this and because of that, and oftentimes a, another factor is a lack of a, a compelling reason, a lack of a compelling vision. Uh, and I'm going to use a general term, a lack of emotion around why you would want to do that. Emotion, in many ways, is the fuel that, that keeps us going. Uh, it's the fuel that gets us started, and getting started oftentimes is there's that excitement of the newness, and okay, it's a new year, and, and I go to the gym for 10 days, right? Uh, so in the beginning, that excitement maybe isn't as critical, but then there's a thing that we call the emotional cycle of change that comes into play, not just with the gym, but with other things that start to drag us down. And excuse me for just a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. This emotional cycle of change is another example of us stepping back and looking in the mirror and thinking more deeply and more critically and learning some things and understanding in the past, uh, well, I mean, oftentimes people will say, I'm a procrastinator. Maybe you've heard that statement. Heaven forbid that you might have muttered it maybe once Maybe I've said that statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my guess is you're in good company. Uh, and here's, this is one of the things that happens. Uh, I am a procrastinator is actually an identity statement. The words I am. When I say or when you or anybody says, I am a procrastinator, well, what do procrastinators do? Well, they put things off. Therefore, if I am a procrastinator, it just makes perfect sense that I put things off. To be able, and again, I want to tie this back to looking in the mirror, and it's like, what in the world is Tim talking about? Maybe stepping back and asking, what are some of the labels that I have put on myself that subconsciously are holding me back? And, and I am a procrastinator is one of them. And Tim, I'm going to I'm going to uh, stop you there for a moment because we have to take a quick break. Although I will say again, hey, behind the curtains day, Dave just walked in with a, a meme that said if there was a pill to cure procrastination, I'd probably take it tomorrow. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're talking today uh, with Tim Schofield, uh, who has got long experience working with entrepreneurs about uh, life and vision goals. Uh, we're talking about like the deeper stuff that might actually, if you bother to do it first, allow you to set some good goals and reach them this year. We're also uh, taking your questions, comments, or whatever else you want at askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Having um, what is a lot like doing a coaching call with Tim, with Tim today. <laughs> he's, he's, he always, you know, gently goes for your juggler vein on, makes you end up going, I hate you, Tim. 
because you just made me look at you just made me look at something that I haven't looked at and didn't want to. So yeah, you're kind of you're kind of seeing what this looks like in real life. But the point is, ladies and gentlemen, to maybe get you to not do the thing that I just see a lot of real estate people do at this time of the year, which is set goals like I want to own ten more houses by the end of the year, or I want to get twenty calls a week, or I want to. Uh, not that those aren't good goals, but they're, they're maybe not fully the right goals. And also just, you know, the disappointment of in yourself of not reaching them at the end of the year is, um, is painful. So let's, um, let's, let's wind around to the, your first question was about what is the big thing in my life in my personal life that if I changed it, it would make a big positive difference. The second one was uh, same question, but in your real estate life. And then we started talking about this business of like introspection. And I don't do like personal coaching for real estate investors, but I work with a lot of real estate investors on the business side, of course. And I see a lot of, um, Goal setting, like I want to own 10 more houses without there being that clear vision of why, or, or it's not, not even, well, I yeah. mean, it is sort of a vision, right? It's, it's, it's a big visioning process. It's before I decide I want to own 10 more houses, what is the purpose of all of this? 10 more houses isn't, isn't a good or bad thing in itself. There's, there's probably something. Why do you want to own ten more houses? Because I want twenty thousand dollars a year in extra cash flow. Okay. Why do you want twenty thousand dollars a year in extra cash flow? Because it would allow my spouse to quit their job, and that's my that's my goal. Okay. Is it his or her goal? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. So good. Do we have to do ten houses to do that? You know, like the, the like the goal the goal has been set beca- almost because. All the the only way they know to make twenty thousand extra dollars a year is to own ten more paid off houses, and so that's what I'm going to do without thinking through. If the houses aren't the goal, the cash flow is. Does that open up other things, other ways to do that? Yes, uh, you know, Vina, that's a great question, and and here's a this is a distinction that I think people can relate to uh, when we talk about goals. A have goal versus a B goal. Mm-hmm. I want to have 10 paid off houses versus I want to be financially independent or I want to be something else. Now, on this call, we don't have time to, to get into that deeply, but that's an important distinction. And as you talked about this idea of, of vision, in a way, that is more of a B type of goal. When Because our vision in when when we do things correctly uh two things there are really two different distinct types of visions as you and i talk about it we talk with investors there's a personal vision and a business vision and oftentimes people jump into the business vision and they think about all this stuff and and the reality is that's a backward process you think about the personal vision first and then you ask the question what kind of business do I need to create to support that personal vision? And, and oh, that, oh, no, 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 you don't get to go on. That was that was the most important okay. statement that's going to be made in this in, entire show is 
personal vision first because do you know how many people I have seen who built a really financially successful business that everybody admired? Everyone was, you know, every time they would tell anybody about it, oh my gosh, I want to be you when I grow up. And they had also built a business that so interfered with the life vision that they never actually got clear on that they were miserable. I'm making, I'm making, you know, half a million dollars a year in cash and I've got $10 million worth of assets and I'm about to get a divorce because I don't have enough time to spend with my family. And I used to really like playing softball in the summers, but I had to drop that because my business is so, I just don't have time. I just never know if I'm going to be able to go to the games. And also my cholesterol is whatever bad cholesterol is and I'm stressed out all the time. And it's because they didn't start with the life vision and say, this this is the kind of person I want to be, how I want to be able to show up for my family, my friends, my my hobbies, my everything. And instead, it was like, like you said, it was backwards. It was, if I could get all this money, then I could do all these things. Instead of saying, these are the things that I want to be and do and show up as. And so what business do I need to build that will f- support that financially? Uh, boy, exactly, Vina. You know, because that vision, is, you know, when you go through a visioning process, when you write your vision, it really encourages it. It encourages you to think deeply, you know, about your life, uh, you know, what's really important to you, uh, you know, your values, your, you know, what your family means. It, it it puts you into that mode, and and once that's done, back to the business piece of it, um, and I'm going to borrow a quote from Tony Robbins. There's a bazillion people in this planet, and just about all of them are smarter than me. Well, all of them are smarter than me in, in one area for sure, uh, and I might be smarter than a few of them in one area as well. Uh, but Tony Robbins made this statement, Vina. He, he calls it the science of achievement the art of fulfillment. And he uses those words specifically because achievement, for example, Vina, uh, I'm going to use you as an example. Uh, you teach, you, you're a successful wholesaler in the real estate industry. You teach a class on how to wholesale. I can go, I can take your class, and you're going to teach me how to do it. Here's the science of wholesaling. You do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you do this. It's a science, uh, whether it's wholesaling or anything else. Uh, and in Tony Robbins' belief, uh, the ultimate failure is success without fulfillment. And fulfillment is that personal vision, and you can look at it that way. Fulfillment, personal vision, success, business vision. Mm-hmm. And being able to go through that process, and there are many different ways uh, to develop a vision statement. So there isn't one way that works for everybody, but there are principles within each one of those that that when you follow them, whether you know whether you read a book, you get a book on creating a vision, you attend a class, you watch a YouTube video, the good ones will follow the principles and they will guide you through that process. And that vision is it gives you that emotional fuel that you need to take you through the challenging times. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, and there's 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 a little bit of a pathology in maybe the whole Western world, maybe this country, maybe just in the uh, you know entrepreneurial type folks that I tend to spend a lot of time with uh, that causes the 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 life vision to be scrambled up really badly with money. And the thing that I found really when I when I finally understood what a personal vision actually was and sat down to write one, I I found it really valuable. Someone told it might have been Sean McCluskey said nothing in your life vision should have a dollar sign next to it. Don't don't worry about, you know, I'm going to be making this much money a year. I'm going to be worth this much money. Those are all just those are those are all just uh, what you consider necessary to achieve the vision of I'm going to travel 51 weeks a year or whatever that is and and just forget about that. Just write it as if time and money were no object. Like I I don't don't second guess yourself about well I'm not going to have time to do that in the remainder of my life so I'm going to cross that one off. Just really yeah. what snap your fingers you already got all the time and money you don't worry about that just now what now what does your life look like and don't don't try and judge it up against money money when you get get into my questions of money that's a business vision that's not a personal vision yes uh well it certainly sounds like you're speaking from experience and i know you are being i i know the work that you put into this and one of the the biggest obstacles that I've experienced personally and and working with others is when they begin to dream and they begin to think, the question that comes into their mind is how, H-O-W. And that's the wrong question at this point in the process. Uh, People will get, oh, well, I can't do that. How am I going to do this? And that will kill this vision-creating process. (laughs) Understand that how is an important question when it's asked in the proper sequence, which is further down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so very simply, uh, when you sit down to do a vision, you're probably thinking, well, this is impossible. Well, you, you, you set that aside and you say, what does this vision look like? It, whether it's travel, where do I live, uh, time with family, relationships, community, time with community. You begin to write it down, and as you write it down, it will go in your mind from impossible to possible. Mm-hmm. And then as you continue to work with it, it goes from possible to probable. And when I say work with it, Bina, you know, we're talking months, six months, 12 months, whatever. So it goes from impossible to possible to probable and then as you set the goals and as you do the things that you led in with then it becomes a reality mm-hmm. this is how i make it happen uh, and that's the power of of vision and and the vision is the, it's that emotional fuel and that's what we need uh to get us started and to keep us going when things aren't going 100 percent the way we would like them to yes very true there's a there's a saying I've heard around the real estate world, which is if you're really going to do this, <laughs> like if you're going to start a whole new business, you're going to do some things that you find scary, frustrating, 
sometimes boring, (laughs) sometimes, sometimes overwhelming, and you're going to stick with it and you're going to grow it to that, you know, mythical endpoint of I'm an ender and I don't need to do any, I'm good financially, right, for the rest of my life. You have to start with a why that makes you cry. The why why can't be, well, I kind of don't like my job and working for other people is annoying. That's, that's, that's not the depth of emotion uh, that we're really looking for here uh, to, to get us through, to, you know, come back to and get us through the, oh my God, the market is changing again. I just now figured out this market and now I have to figure things out again and I should just go get a job because this is, this is too hard. Uh, so yeah, personal vision first. I'm 100% on your side on that one. And I can tell you also that doing the personal vision first, if you really, you know, you really thought it through, really committed to it, really said, this is what I want my life to look like. It also actually makes you, it also makes setting business goals and making business decisions easier. Because we're all, we're, we're all faced with these business decisions every day. Oh, here's a new opportunity. Here's a new course I could take. Here's a new, strategy I could pursue and lacking the personal vision side, it's easy to just go, yeah, that sounds like fun and I bet it'd be really profitable. But if my personal vision says I'm raising healthy, happy, well-adjusted kids and spending a lot of time with them and we compare that against, okay, well, let me, let me take on this whole different strategy that uh, is really interesting to me and I think would be really profitable, but it's also going to suck up the next two years of my life. Mm. It's, it's a lot easier to walk away from that when you have, you're really clear on your personal vision and what's, what is super important to you. So Tim, I just got the three minute signal and we could, uh, uh we could until definitely, what, the end of the world. <laughs> Well, if so, everybody will have a will know that they should have set oh. their personal vision as it all ends. Um, <laughs> so, in the last probably now two minutes, uh, let, let's 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 give let's give folks an assignment before you set your goals, your business goals for twenty twenty four. Do what? Um, I would say that your first goal should be a B goal twenty twenty four. And, Bina, I know time is of the essence. Um, John Maxwell has written a book called The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Law number one is called the law of intentionality, and it says growth doesn't just happen. Law number two is called the law of awareness. To know, You must know yourself to grow yourself. And that, that is the starting point. To, to be deliberate about uh, uh, intentional, about growing, looking in the mirror, and that's really law number two, that awareness. Look in the mirror and recognize this fact. Change is inevitable. Progress is not inevitable. Change is inevitable. Progress is not. Ask yourself, what what areas of my life do I need to grow in? And perhaps starting with that vision statement, is an important one. How do I become the kind of real estate investor that I want to be that will then set me up to create the have goals? I want to have 10 paid-off properties at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, we are out of time, but this is not going to be the end of this conversation. We are going to... 
find out, figure out a way for listeners to actually, uh, I don't know, have some time to do this with some help and we'll figure that out over the next few weeks. I've, uh, that is, that is, that is my next have goal is an actual, I don't know, workshop or something on this. So thank you, Tim. Appreciate you. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Support comes from Level Up Automation, a locally owned company of experts.